a calm, beautiful podcast. We speak about the light, hold back truths to spare your feelings. We never rock the boat. No unfiltered opinions here. Ah, no. You're listening to Unfiltered. Unfiltered. If it's politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, and everything in between, we shoot you straight through the eyes with the truth. Streaming to six continents from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and West Hollywood, California. Sponsored by the Studsman Group. We're real. We're raw. We are unfiltered. This is Bobby and Luke. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. It is Tuesday, no, February 2nd, excuse me. Now, Luke, we are about, we're less than a week to Super Bowl 55. Hell yeah. I have to tell you. It is extremely comical that everybody thinks the Chiefs are going to win. <laughs> I don't I don't know that it is just the wanting the Chiefs to win as much as it is the uh, wanting Tom Brady to lose, uh, which was hilariously spoofed <laughs> on this week's cold open of Saturday Night Live with Kate McKinnon. Saying, you know, asking the question in America, what still works? And uh, apparently the only thing that still works is Tom fucking Brady. So, you know, (laughs) you know, it's also a little bit of passing the guard, you know, old goat, new goat. Like, I don't know, you know, old Yoda versus baby Yoda, like, you know, Jordan versus Kobe. You know, there's all all of these all of these layers it's in there. It's not time. It's not time yet. I think he's got, I think he obviously he wants to play more and, you know, being a huge Colts fan and I, and I hope we land a quarterback soon. Um, but, you know, following Tom Brady through his whole career, being the first season that I've at actually rooted for the guy I would like to see him win his his seventh ring with his 10th trip to a Super Bowl. And then maybe at the end of the season, he decides to hang him up. But it sounds like he wants to go at least two more seasons. Yeah, I don't I don't know. You know, I also I also I I had the opposite uh, result. But him just kind of saying, all right, well. You know, the, the kids got me. I'm going to give these old bones a rest and, <laughs> you know, kind of kind of go out like that. You know, maybe uh, repeat that uh, that scene where he was, what, throwing passes to Drew Brees' kids. Maybe he, he could, after the game, bring his kids down and Pat Mahomes right. could throw them some balls. And that's how that's how we see Tom Brady with, I mean, you know, he's married to fucking Giselle. Like, come on. Right. You know, it's not like he's like, you know got nothing to go live for (laughs) you know so i don't know we'll we'll see but i do hope it's a good game and i hope uh that there is you know that defense that that uh, you know tom brady does not play defense and that bucks defense looks good 
And of mm -hmm. course, some some excellent Husker representation there. I know you like that on the Bucks. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, on the Bucks, uh, that Mr. Sue there. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, you know, the the, the touchdown bunch uh, in Kansas City like to do what they do. So, right. we'll well, we'll that see. Came out yesterday on ESPN that when Brady is knocked off his pocket, right when he's when he's ran out of the pocket. He is the second worst quarterback in the league. Mm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that Chiefs defense is very, very, very stout. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a very long game if that offensive line is not holding for at least two seconds. Right, right. If they're getting to Brady, it's going to be a bloodbath for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. They're and, you know, like we saw in the NFL. Like we saw in the NFC Championship, uh, that front line, that, that a D line, can certainly get pressure on quarterbacks. Poor Aaron Rodgers spent more time on his ass than standing yeah. up in the pocket. But uh, as we all know, my boy Pat thrives when he is flushed. <laughs> so flush him all you, flush him at your peril. Flush him at your peril. Well, Pat Mahomes is is strategic, and he's a phenom when he's flushed. Tom mm -hmm. Brady being flushed, it is not happening. Yeah, yeah. So, it is completely, completely different quarterbacks that way. And it is, again, a bit of the old school, new school. You right. know, these right. all these hot young quarterbacks coming out of uh, the NCAA are these mobile, mobile quarterbacks that, you know, because they are used to playing in spread offenses and they got to be able to got to have wheels. You got to have some kind of wheels. Well, unless you're Mac Jones, which we all – saw in the championship game uh but uh, other than mac jones you gotta if, if you don't have the alabama crimson tide offensive line in front of you you need wheels i guess we'll put it that way right yeah dual threat is the new generation right but i believe if tom brady would have been in that offense he would not be playing today right if we look right. at all the dual threat quarterbacks the longevity just isn't there yeah. And, yeah. you know, well, and that is the yeah. that is the 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 give and the take. The the yeah. give is that fans want to see more scoring, more excitement, yeah. you know, yeah. more going on in the field. The take is that these players just they just won't hold up as long as they used to because you can't play into your 40s uh, with that right. style of play. It's, it's just Mahomes, man. He's getting paid. He knows he's going to be taking hits. The team yep. knows he's going to be taking hits. Yep. You know, 4,000 yards passing and 1,000 yards rushing is not a Tom Brady. So if, yeah. if he can make it happen this year, I mean, he may retire, but he said just this week he wants to play two more years. So we'll see how that works out. But All right. at the end of the day, like I said, if the Chiefs defense is getting to Brady early, it is a, a very long day. It'll be a long day. It'll be a long day for the old man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey, real real quick, Bobby, happy Groundhog Day. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, coming out of 2020 where every day has felt like Groundhog Day. Oh, thank you very much, Bill Murray. Excellent movie back in the day. But just as uh, the eastern half of the country has gotten pounded by a epic snowstorm, Puxatani Phil has predicted that we're just getting started with winter. Little son of a bitch saw his shadow and ran yeah. right back into the hole. So... Uh. <laughs> Meanwhile, here in here in Los Angeles, we're expecting sunny and seventy-five. Nice. It's gonna yeah. be like 
52 here in the Springs today. All right. Not terrible. Not terrible. Yeah, not terrible. Yeah. All right. So busy week with with Congress, busy week uh, trying to get a new COVID package done. Uh, Biden met with 10 Senate Republicans yesterday. And what's your takeaways, Luke? Yeah, uh, I want to I want to get into this because I think there's a lot of confusion I've seen all sorts of things flying around on the internet. Uh, there are ups and downs. Uh, you know, you got people on the left saying, you know, fuck the Republicans, jam it through and reconciliation. Uh, but there are downfalls, there are pitfalls to doing this that way. But then on the other hand, uh, as we've discussed in, uh, you know, at length here on the pod, uh, while we did win back the Senate and get the presidency, the Democrats just got slaughtered uh, in state house races, leaving 18 states, 18 states that will be redistricted this year uh, by uh, Republican legislatures where the Republicans hold super majorities. So uh, we'll get into it, but uh, now it may be a now or never play. Uh, but there's some downsides too. But the differences between the two, you know, the the detail, the devils in the details, Bobby. The devils right. in the details. Right. All right. Well, we'll get into that and a lot of other things, including the Super Bowl. We'll get into COVID updates on the other side. Let's do it. Rico's going crazy again. Oh. Look, look, I like my bitches, red bone, ice fat, cello, light skin, yellow, iced out, hello, I'm the king of New York, mellow, black hair by the region, Cipello, ask around, niggas know me, I'm a year boy, Ginobili, I like my bitches, red bone, ice fat, cello, light skin, yellow, iced out, Hello, I'm the king of New York, mellow Black hair by the region, so pillow Ask around, niggas know me I'm a year boy, you know me Alright, Luke, so Do you think we made any progress With those ten senators To come more to the left? Alright, so First thing First There is value in Uh partisan uh, par partisan cooperation. And an example of that, uh, sadly enough, is, uh, you know, what happens after these big bills get passed, okay? So you've got a giant trillion dollar plus, or even, you know, you know we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the detail there. But, you know, it's good to have good faith across the aisle uh, because the biggest downfall to passing this entire bill through reconciliation is that a while back, Congress passed a, a bill known as PAYGO, meaning that you have to pay for things as you go. So if you pass something in the budget that increases the budget by $2 trillion, that $2 trillion has to be cut from somewhere else in the budget. And the wonderful Republicans, 
that uh, held the majority when PAYGO was passed, put that squarely on the shoulder uh, shoulders of what is commonly referred to in the good old USA as entitlements. I don't know how you can consider something like Medicare and Social Security and entitlement, because these are things that you pay into your entire working life. But right. those are the first places to start getting cut um, when, when something needs to be paid for. Now, you might be saying, but what about that giant tax cut that the Republicans passed uh, when Trump first took office? Right. Well, the Democrats, because Democrats have a soul, uh, joined with Republicans to pass a, another bill uh, down the line that reversed that and took the cuts out of somewhere else and left Medicare and Social Security intact. I do not know uh, if you would be able to get 10 senators, because in this certain, cer certain, certain circumstance, to reverse something that was triggered by PAYGO, you do have to get to the 60-vote threshold. There's no way around it, unless right. you completely do away with the filibuster, which is a whole other conversation that we'll have one of these <laughs> days. But right. anyway, if we do this, if Biden does, this is the real, the real, the, the, the punch gut of it. If we push this entire thing through reconciliation, somewhere before the end of 2021, we're going to have to get 10 Republican senators to work with us to stop the cuts to the quote unquote entitlement programs. So maybe this was Joe laying the groundwork for some good, I don't know, some, 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 some good faith between the two parties. Yeah. Um, because I got to tell you, Bobby, you know, where I'm sitting, you know, and I'm, you know, like we've talked about, you know, you and I are pretty lucky. We, we work from home for the most part. We're able to, we, we've been able to continue our livelihoods during, you know, COVID, um, you know, but there's millions and millions of Americans out there and, and uh, you know, many of our listeners that are not in that situation and are very much so living either paycheck to paycheck or stimulus package to stimulus package. And in order for America to really, truly get working again and get the economy moving again, it's going to take some serious, serious uh, uh, dollars from investment dollars from the U.S. government. And as always, the devil is in the details. And while all the plans are pretty much the same on the Democratic side and the Republican side, the 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 bill, the price tag is far, far different. Right. Uh, and that's what I kind of wanted to get into a little bit here just to kind of give some of the highlights uh, of of this. Now, the the, the first thing, the, you know, first things first, everybody's got their eyes on that $2,000 check. Joe Biden promised if he got elected, uh, I'd get a $2,000 check. Those Democrats down in Georgia promised if they got elected, I'd get a $2,000 check. Well, unfortunately, it, nobody's plan involves a $2,000 check because you already got $600 of that. Okay, so let's let's first things first because I've seen that question around the old the old the old social media hole a few times. No, it's not two thousand dollars. It is you've got six hundred dollars you received shortly before the end of the year. Biden's plan: everybody making less than seventy-five thousand dollars a year or one hundred and fifty thousand dollars as a couple would get 
$1,400 per person. $1,400 plus the $600 at the end of the year includes total payment of $2,000 full stop. That is that is the the Biden plan, which is the exact same as the twelve hundred dollar plan was the six hundred dollar plan. Same numbers, seventy five thousand dollars or less, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars married couple, fourteen hundred dollars per person plus the six hundred you already got two thousand dollars total. All right. Mm -hmm. Republicans go a little less than that. Republicans just want to give you an additional thousand dollars per person but here's the crazy part the amount starts decreasing at forty thousand dollars per year for individuals and eighty thousand dollars for couples filing jointly right so republicans want to give you less and focus entirely on those making less than forty thousand dollars a year and you might say to yourself that sounds fair enough. If you're making more than $40,000 a year, you're probably okay. I disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the cost of living is different no matter where you live in the United States of America. And, you know, the argument also goes that for people making, you know, more than $40,000 a year, you know, that money might just end up in a savings account or something and not go directly to stimulate the economy. I would argue that if you make between $40,000 and $75,000 a year as an individual or between uh, eighty or what, or between $75,000 and $150,000 as a couple, especially if you've got a couple kids running around the house, you're right. going to find a way to spend that $1,200 or $2,400 for a couple. Um, right. You know, I, I don't know. What say you on that first uh, difference between the two plans, Bobby? Well, I think, you know, if we go back, I think, you know, Biden's plan from the beginning was to bring Republicans to the table. So a lot that I saw yesterday, even from like on CNN, where they bring in like journalists from other outlets, say from New yeah. York Times or like yesterday, there was an argument on air with a New York Times journalist who said, well, Biden said he would not pass anything unless it was bipartisan. Mm, and that mm, is not mm. even remotely true. No, not, right? not what he said at all. No. Right. right. <laughs> so what he said was he wanted to give the, the Republicans the opportunity of coming to the table, yep. having a discussion. But like he said all week and, and two weeks ago and on the campaign trail that it's extremely important to get bipartisan. But if something needs to get passed, it, it they will try to get it passed without any support. Right. And that's exactly what he said yesterday, that the relief bill. Right. So, the mm -hmm. you know, the Republicans not only lower on the actual distribution of, of checks to citizens, Mm -hmm. But there's like no money in their in their bill for the states to help distribute the vaccine. Yeah. So that is the what big, the, the big, big blinking highlight. Yeah. All the shipping costs, all the resources to set up their infrastructures and paying people that costs a ton of money. Yeah. The the big, huge blinking red light in the difference is, and I do not understand these fucking Republicans and all their 
states rights mumbo jumbo. Apparently that doesn't, uh, doesn't include, oh, I don't know, actually giving them money to help because Biden wants mm. to uh, uh, spend about $350 billion to state, local, and tribal governments uh, to do things like correct, uh, get the vaccines distributed, increase the amount of testing, make sure teachers get uh, vaccinated you know, it, with priority, uh, mm -hmm. and then keeping their essential workers uh, employed. You know, it's a it's a big task uh, to get this done. So, you know, that that's $350 billion that the Republicans are simply saying, no, the states don't need that. There, there's okay. just, there, there, there's nothing, nothing in the Republican plan uh, that would go directly to states. It, right. it is, uh, you know, and that, that is just the, you know, the broad definition of states, uh, of state services. There's other things embedded in the uh, Biden plan, like school reopening. Everybody right. agrees that getting the schools open and getting the kids back in the classroom for in-person learning is a priority. We are at critical mass here. We've got to get the kids back in school. There's article after article about the, 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 mental, uh, the mental health of our children and what it's doing to them uh, to be isolated, essentially, you know, and not, not be, you know, have their, their, their schedules, have their, their routines. You know, we've got to get the kids back in school. Well, what do we need to do to get the kids back in school? Well, we need to get the teachers vaccinated so the teachers can be safe going back into school. But then we also have millions upon billions of dollars that we need to help schools be safe, to hire yeah. additional mental health professionals, to hire additional uh, health and safety staff. Um, there, there, there's a number of ways that uh, we can support local schools uh, to help them get open uh, faster. Uh, President Biden wants to put a price tag of about $170 billion on uh, most of that focusing on K through 12 schools. The GOP gives you a little $20 billion for all of that same stuff. So like I said, devil's in the details, the plans themselves all say the same things. Biden wants to divvy up $170 billion. The GOP wants to divvy up $20 billion. Again, it's a matter of, do we go big in this moment and really do it right? Or do we just nickel and dime the situation? And, and in this particular situation, obviously everybody knows former educator, that's my train, my, you know, my, my, uh, my passion. And, you know, this is our kids, the mental well-being and safety of our kids, like an entire generation of Americans that are really suffering right now. And the GOP is like, meh, 20 bill, that ought to do it. I could just right, see them right there. Right. Right. Now, Luke, here's what we do know. God right? damn it. Sorry. Yeah, here's yeah. what we do know from the Biden administration. And this was talked about at length yesterday. Um, they've got to realize that Biden was there in 2008 for, for TARP. Mm -hmm. And TARP wasn't near big enough. Mm -hmm. It wasn't near enough money. The recovery took a lot longer than it should have. And it was because the package was not big enough. Mm -hmm. Then you get to ACF, mm -hmm. right? 
So it was extremely important to Barack Obama and his administration to be bipartisan when it came to health care. Yeah. 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 Well, the longer that they talked and negotiated, the more that was stripped away from the yep. ACA. Yep. And Biden personally said yesterday they will not repeat that behavior. Yes. He wanted, correct. To, give, he wanted to give, you know, good faith. Right. He yep. lived up to his word. He listened to him. But by no stretch do I think that he's going to wait any longer than maybe next week to make a yep. decision on moving this forward. The Republicans had their time. They had their opportunity. It's not near enough money to even get the states to vaccinate their own people. It's not enough money yep. on the GOP side. So, you know, I think he very well intentions, good faith. He campaigned on it. He's been talking about it since he was swore in on, on the 20th. That moment happened yesterday. It wasn't as productive as it should have been. But I think moving forward that they're going to move on this and they're going to pass the 1.9 or somewhere in that area trillion dollars. Yeah, I, I just don't see, you know, I, you know, and the list goes, you know, on and on from child care to mental health care services, um, you know, things that, you know, the states desperately need help right now yeah. and and those suffering <clears throat> you know we've discussed this before i'm you know we're, we're we're all right you know the direct payments to individuals have been nice but not altogether necessary i also know a lot of people who are not working right now a lot of people especially in the service and entertainment industry that haven't seen a paycheck in months and right. Biden's plan shores up ongoing, ongoing unemployment benefits, basically through the fall, all the way up to the end of September uh, versus the GOP who wants to give less money uh, and wants uh, basically has to have to do this all over again come summertime. Uh, the GOP would only extend benefits through the 30th of June. Um, you know, Joe just basically wants to write. He wants to get it done. He wants to get it done big. He doesn't want to have to keep coming back to this every two months. He wants to say, we've done, we, 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 we got the aid Americans needed out the door. And now we can start working on, you know, the other things. Cause remember, this is just in taking care of, uh, of, of us, you know, the American citizens, uh, and getting us, you know, working again, making money again, our kids taken care of again. We also now have a economy where we're going to need, you thought the, the bailout program or the bailout and the stimulus package was big back in 2009. I mean, he's got that to do all over again as well. And right. if he's sitting around waiting for Republicans to sing Kumbaya and, you know, go ahead and go along with it, it's never going to happen. And it made me smile from ear to ear when he was said, we're not repeating those mistakes. We've learned from those mistakes. Schumer has said similar things. We're not going to go down that path again. We will give the yeah. Republicans a place at the table. We will give the Republicans a chance. But if they're not going to, you know, basically give it up, you know, give what the Americans, what we see the Americans truly needing. If the Republicans aren't going to go along with that, then we're going to go it alone and we'll, we'll deal with it as the cards fall. So, right. And I think that she, you know, the GOP need to do a simple, you know, think of each state as a business, mm -hmm. right? 
Mm -hmm. And the the governors are the CEOs of their state. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're running a business, right? Yeah. And during COVID, you're getting a fraction of your revenue from taxes. The sales mm -hmm. tax, property tax, all this stuff is a fraction of what it was mm -hmm. pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, you're having to spend millions extra on PPE, yeah. on supplies, on on resources, paying people to give the vaccinations, on the vaccination mm -hmm. themselves. And, you know, you're going to go bankrupt, right? Mm -hmm. That's 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 where we're at is there's a lot of states already borrowing money. Yes. Right? Correct. There's not a surplus to be had in a lot of these states. They're actually borrowing money, getting, you know, floating is needed. And here the GOP says, you know what? The states don't need it. We don't need to spend 350 or 400 billion dollars to the states. They need to figure it out. Well, how's that going to work, Luke? Does it make sense? No, it doesn't. And the other thing that, as I, I guess it's street cleaning day on my street. <laughs> you can hear me. Sorry, I was trying to to reach for that. Anyway, okay, moving forward. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. The states not only have to pay for all of the things that you mentioned, but we also have never done any sort of ramping up of, of not professionally trained healthcare workers, but people that would work uh, in communities to help with things like contact tracing. Uh, to help with all of the 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 you know just all of, I don't know the paperwork and just all of the all of the administration the nuts and bolts that go into uh, you know a, a healthcare response. Uh, we've never had a good contact tracing system put in place here in the United States, and that will continue to be an issue as we move forward, uh, especially as now we are trying to keep track of who's getting vaccinated, who hasn't been vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Biden's plan would inject money, again, to the states to do that, but also would have a nationalized central plan for that. You know, that that is that is one of the things that's been missing in this response is kind of a centralized national hub, a yeah. a, a central, a centralized plan for you know distribution, for contract tracing, uh, for testing, for all of these things. And so Biden's plan would also spend money that the federal government would spend. Therefore, the states, those small businesses with their individual CEOs, don't have to spend that money because here comes the federal government to offer the support just like it was meant to be. Right, and part of Operation Warp Speed was was supposed to be this hub, right? Right. So if if the state of Colorado, if Governor Polis got you know two thousand, um, you know a shipment of, of of vaccines in Denver, it was being tracked, it was being traced. If they move it from Denver to here to Colorado Springs, it's being tracked and traced. That is not happening. Yeah. Biden and his administration took over and nobody knows who's got what. There's no yeah. inventory tracking. There's no RFID on the pallets or the trucks or anything. This is technology that has been around for 10 years already. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Walmart yeah. has been using RFID for 10 years. Target's yeah. been using RFID for, for, for 10 years. 
Yeah. It, it's very cheap. You can do stickers. The stickers are like three cents. Yeah. And yeah. So, so the, you know, the, the infrastructure, the technology has been around for a very long time. There's a lot of companies that you can just pay them. They would get everything set up for you and away you go. And that's not even in place. You know, the con, you know, let alone the contact tracing that should have been in place since, you know, last February. Yeah. So real, real, real quick side note, uh, we use RFID tracing in the cannabis industry. That's what your, your that, that metric thing that we've been talking about. Boom. There it is. Every, every piece of cannabis inventory gets an RFID sticker right on it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, it yeah. is a real thing. Very, very easy to use, but uh, right. By, I was looking for the quote earlier. Here it is. Biden would give $160 billion to create a nationalized infrastructure for fighting the virus. This would include a nationalized vaccine program and the hiring of up, up to 100,000 uh, 100, uh, public workers, nearly tripling the community uh, community community workforces, enabling communities to address health disparities by expanding community health centers and health services in tribal lands, and especially in rural areas of America. So, you know, there, there are, again, there are, there are so many things that need to be put into place that just, it just didn't happen under the previous uh, administration. So now, so yeah, now this administration has to ask for the money to basically do the other guy's work that he never did. Right. And we're a year behind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? And we're a year behind. And the scary thing is, is that countries that have been doing a better job of keeping up with it are still, are still seeing spikes in their COVID cases. You know, overseas in Europe is still, you know, uh, you know, there are areas of Europe that are still really, really struggling to control the virus. So this, this, this imaginal, imagine, this imaginary world where this just poof goes away. It is nowhere. We're not there anytime soon. You know, no. it's just not. And especially if we don't take the big steps we need now to, you know, get these, get these programs in place to help get Americans the help that they truly need. One more, um, uh, quick little argument here that I need to, to make about uh, why the GOP can just go fuck itself. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so as we all know, 2020, 2020 was a census year. The census was in the news quite a bit. Uh, the census was completed uh, for better or worse. Uh, it's done. And now what does what does that mean for America? Well, that means that all 50 states will redraw their congressional districts. And who is in charge of the redrawing of those congressional districts? Well, it's the state legislatures. Well, unfortunately, as we discussed previously, although we took the Senate and although we took the presidency and held the House, we lost. We, meaning the Democratic Party, um, we lost down ballot in states across the country, leaving the redistricting largely in the hands of Republican led legislatures in 18 states alone. Republicans have a super majority in their state legislatures, meaning that they will almost certainly have little to no, uh, 
op the Democrats will have little to no say in the redrawing of these congressional districts. Well, why are these the drawing of these congressional districts important? Well, have you heard the word gerrymandering? Yes. Gerrymandering, gerrymandering, gerrymandering. The dirty G word. Uh, the Republicans are going to have the chance to do it again. And there was, a, it, I will say, it was an opinion piece, but an opinion piece in the Washington Post where the author <clears throat> basically said that because of the uh, Democratic losses in the House in 2020, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, the Republicans really only need to flip about six more seats to take control of, con of the House of Representatives in 2022. They could achieve more than six seats just through gerrymandering alone. So... You know, there's a there's a there's there's a lot of time between now and 2022. The Democrats could, you know, just do really poorly, and that's why they get voted out. Uh, it's also traditional for the uh, the off year election for the party out of the presidency to make gains in Congress. We've seen that happen uh, you know, with Obama. We saw that happen in 18 with Trump. So. That is a possibility. So all, all of these things, the reason why I bring this up is that Republicans retake the House, that's it, game over. Welcome back to obstructionist uh, second uh, uh, term of Obama and nothing getting done because instead of Mitch McConnell saying it, it'll be Kevin McCarthy saying it, you know, my job is to make sure that nothing gets passed, that, that he, uh, you know, that his agenda goes nowhere. You know, that's what the, they're all about. They're not they're not about help, helping the American people. They're about making the other party look bad. And that's why right here, right now is the opportunity to get things done that Americans desperately need, because there could be, uh, you know, some some more difficult. You know, if, if you think the path through the Senate looks difficult now, if you think the path through getting legislation legislation done the old fashioned way, it looks difficult now wait until the Republicans, I mean, God willing, knock wood, it doesn't happen. But if they do manage to take control of one or both of the houses of Congress, uh, Biden's, he's done. There's nothing will right. get done. Yeah. That's why time is of the essence now, right? I mean, he's, you know, one way or the other, they're going to pass this package. Now, is it going to have the, 50, you know, raising minimum wage to $15 an hour? It should. Is it going to yeah. have the 350 billion to help the states distribute COVID, uh, distribute the vaccine, and pay for all those resources? It should. So I don't think anything's going to be stripped away with what he intends to pass, with or without bipartisan support. Yeah, and and I've seen, and we don't even need to get into it because I've heard like, oh, maybe he'll try and pass this with the Congress, but then push this through reconciliation. There's just no need to do that. I, I think ultimately the Republicans came. He gave them their opportunity to speak their minds. Uh, all that we were left with was Susan Collins, good old Susan Collins, uh, saying that, uh, you know, they're, they're going to go back and have conversations with their staffs and with each other. Well, that, you know what that means. That right. Just go, go, go away. Uh, you know, we're not we're not waiting uh, weeks. We're not waiting months. We're not waiting days. Um <clears throat> Pelosi and Schumer have already laid the groundwork to get this done through reconciliation. And I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to go big. We're going to get this taken care of. For once, the, Democrat, the Democrats are going to show some backbone and actually yeah. get something done for the American people. And then out on the campaign trail in 2022, if people, if people really want to say, well, you know, 
my opponent here voted for uh, you to get additional stimulus money. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, so that I, I think this is a winning hand and, you know, the stuff I was talking about with Pago, there are ways around that. There are ways uh, Bernie Sanders is the head of the budget committee and he would be responsible for ensuring uh, that there are no cuts to uh, things like Medicare and Social Security. And if there's anyone that I trust to make sure there are no cuts to those pro programs, it would be Bernie Sanders. So I think we're in good hands here, Bobby. Correct. Now, Luke, what in the hell are nutrition labels for apps? <laughs> That's my question for you, man, because I'm used to going, you know, grabbing something off the uh, something off the shelf in the grocery store and I flip it around and I see the nutrition label, usually numbers I don't want to see because, you know, it's something good I actually want to eat. But anyway, I digress. What the hell could a nutrition label for an app possibly what 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 could that possibly even mean? Right. So the evolution of our, our apps for smartphones have really changed since the beginning, right? So when when we when the iPhone first came out and then the Samsung Galaxy S3 came out and they had these apps, you had to physically go into the app and give it permissions, right? Well, now you download an app, it basically sets the permissions that it wants. You have to go in then and 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 click it off. You don't want access to your photos. You don't want access to your camera, to your mic, to your hard drive. That's pretty much all on by default on, a, on most of the apps nowadays. And then when you go in there and you turn that shit off, you don't want it scanning your, your, your text messages. You don't want to have an access to your camera. Although some apps won't even work unless you give it access to your camera. Now, on at least on the Android side, in Android 11, it asks you to give it permission, and then you can select now only at this, only while I'm using the app, will you have access to my camera? Well, hmm. then you go in and you see that you, it still has access whether you're using the app or not. You turn the shit off, and then what happens is when you update it, it goes back to those you know settings. Uh -huh. So this has kind of been tracked for, for several years now. And obviously the the importance of, of personal user data is 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 worth more than in the global gold market and crude oil and all that shit combined. That's how important mm -hmm. data is. Well, then you kind of fast forward to where we're at today and you've got states filing class action lawsuits against various tech companies. You've got the FCC getting involved with their own lawsuits against tech companies. So from an optic standpoint, right, you've got Apple to the table and you've got now got Google to the table that are now going to come out with these, what they're calling nutrition labels. I hate, I hate the name. It's quite a term. It, 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 it you know, something about data, user data, you know, something in that, you know, it should be called that. But essentially what they're going to do is here in the near, near future, before you download an app, it's going to actually tell you basically what they want you to, to hear. They're going to say, well, your data, we're going to have data collection or data sets being collected on for this reason and this reason and this reason. Yet at the end of the day, if you have SD-WAN on your home network or you're utilizing your smartphone connected to SD-WAN, you can do trace routes 
and find exactly where where your information's going and how many hops it takes over the internet. So, Luke, what, what, what I'm trying to get to at the end of the day is that it'll be basically, it'll be a fraction of what your data is being used for, what data sets are being uh, mined and, and all that. But it's a start to kind of tell the, you know, the governors and the senators and the FCC that, hey, we do take personal data and, and privacy very serious. But they're not going to tell you exactly everything. It'll be a fraction. It'll yeah, be a fraction. I'm sitting here looking at this article from WAPO about this, and he's fl flat out saying in his research that, uh, you know, just in a short browse of the Apple App Store, I found more than a dozen apps whose labels were misleading or just flat out inaccurate, including some really popular ones like the game Match 3D and even the PBS Kids video app. Yeah. So how who's in charge now of making sure what these labels are saying is accurate? Well, you know the app that actually collects some of the most data sets from a person's device is actually the weather app. Huh. Okay. I can okay. You know, as far as transparency and accountability, those are obviously two different things. And I don't mm -hmm. think tech companies are going to be transparent or you know, hold themselves accountable at all. So I anticipate that depending on how the lawsuits go, what the results are, I think there's going to be, you know, new teams spun up into each, each of these tech companies. They're going to be third party. They're not going to be employees hired by Apple. They're going to be third party companies, basically consultants that will be keeping track of, of all this. There's companies right now that, Apple just lost a, a lawsuit against a company that basically checks their software for bugs. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be no different. I think that company or other companies will, will get spun up. There'll be VC invested money to kind of be like the third party watchdogs for Facebook, for Apple, for Google, for Microsoft. Interesting. And, but will they ever have full access? You know, that remains to be seen. So I think from the beginning, I mean, it sounds great, but like, you know, the reporters have, are, have already seen for themselves and understand these are not, you know, tech geeks by any stretch. They're <laughs> seeing how non-transparent the labels really are. Right, right. <clears throat> it's just, it, you know, it, 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 you know, it says right here that, you know, that you're, that most apps are data vampires that, that roam your phone. Uh, continuously, and you don't even know that they're doing it. And that's how, you know, all of the, you know, the well, we know the easy stuff, like the targeted ads. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot more that these apps are just constantly feeding uh, into the ether. And uh, it just yeah, doesn't. Your geolocation status, your text messages, your voicemails, your browsing history. Uh, you walk into a Starbucks and you leave your Wi-Fi, you know, whenever I leave the house, my, my Wi-Fi is completely off. Got it. I don't want to connect into a hotspot from, Ver from Verizon or Comcast, right. CenturyLink yeah. or any of that shit. Because then what happens is you connect to their network. They're going to pull all that data until you're not connected anymore. All, right. all the data that they can parse, they're going to collect it. Good and God. So it's, it's, it's never ending. 
you know, the days of, hey, going into a McDonald's or a Starbucks and connecting to the Wi-Fi, you know, there's a reason for that. Initially, that was not the case. Initially, mm -hmm. it, was, it was for service, right? right? We want people sitting down in our establishment using their laptops and devices and staying here right. longer, ordering more shit. But then, you know, about five years ago, it just turned into this, you know, six years ago, eight years ago. Um, after seeing the different data sets that companies like Garmin and GPS companies were able to collect, they were the first data mining companies on the planet. The all Got the it. GPS providers. Sure. sure. Yeah, the shit in your Ford truck and your vehicles, and you're using OnStar, OnStar, Garmin. And then it okay, you know, yeah. and then the game totally changed when when uh Steve Jobs came out with, with the iPhone. And then right. Samsung and then L LG and then, you know, everybody getting into that game. You know, the hardware, obviously, there's a lot of investment. But at the end of the day, it's just hardware. What they really what really matters to every phone manufacturer, every ISP is that data. Every yeah. app manufacturer. It's a service, but it's got to be a cool enough service in order to engage people. So the more FaceTime that Facebook has or the more FaceTime TikTok has, that's that that's that much more data that they're collecting off those users and able to capitalize on it. Either Got reselling it. it themselves, uh, producing new services to even get even more data. And, you know, so at the end of the day, Facebook is a data collection service. Right. And, right. You, you know, the fact that we use it for posting you know, photos or birthday messages or whatever, that's kind of like, that's, that's not even what they're aiming at now. They want to <laughs> adding additional services to Facebook to add more FaceTime. You know, you look at TikTok, right? TikTok is allowing longer videos now because they want more FaceTime. They want people engaged for a lot longer. So they're collecting all that data so they can start reselling it to companies uh, geo-targeting, uh, you know, geo-target demographics for marketing purposes. So at the end of the day, the, the phone, the apps really don't mean shit. At the end of the day, it's all about the data, Luke. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What is a guy that just wants to get a latte and sit in a coffee shop and browse the internet to do? Yeah. <laughs> now I know, okay, what device you're using. I know your IP address. I know how long you're on. I know what you're browsing. I know what browser you're using, what website you're going to. If if you're going to, say, Victoria's Secret, I know what size you are. I know the products you like. If you're going to ESPN, I know the sports teams you like. And, I mean, that's how deep this goes, Luke. So, so when I leave my house, turn off my Wi-Fi. That, turn that, off that. your Wi-Fi un unless you're behind a VPN. Right. So if you're behind a VPN, it you know it hides your IP address and it actually will say, "Hey, Luke, Luke's in North Hollywood right now." But through a VPN, it may show you're in you're in San Antonio or Austin right. or yeah. or whatever. And there's no restrictions, right? So right. it's you know VPN it or your Wi-Fi off. Just use the network, you know. But understand too that the the data collection doesn't end there. The ISP you're using, the Verizon's, the T-Mobile's, the Sprint's, the AT&T's, they're all collecting that data as well. So it it doesn't end when you disconnect from your home network. It continues when you leave your house, when you're at the park, 
when you're at the restaurant, when you're with friends, when you're at home, laying in bed, reading articles, it continues. Yeah. And I, you know, real quick, I, I noticed, you know, here in Los Angeles, as we uh, start to reopen restaurants for outdoor dining, uh, what a lot of restaurants are doing, obviously, because of COVID, they've gone away from the paper menu. Uh, they've got a QR code that's right there on your table. You scan the QR code and they, and that's how you look at the menu. Uh, and a lot of these restaurants right on the QR code, it also says, Hey, feel free to log into our internet. Here's the information you need. So don't do that essentially. Yeah. And what, what I would say 99 point. 8% of people don't ever do is read the terms of service, right? Whether right. it's applications, whether it's logging into uh, Wi-Fi networks, um, you know, and a lot of them are white labeled, say from a Verizon, it's Verizon's network, but they're going to white label it some restaurants or whatever. And the terms of service, it tells you exactly what data they're collecting. They're not telling you how they're using it, but they're telling you what they're collecting. And when you log in, especially with your social media accounts, mm -hmm. right? you log in mm -hmm. with Facebook, well, guess what? That just opens up the floodgates even more because they now know who your friends are. They uh -huh. know who to communicate with. They yeah. know how often. They know when. They know what. So when you log into Wi-Fi networks with social media, just understand that if you've got 800 friends or 1,200 friends, that data is now open and they're collecting that and they see, you know, they can see what you're posting, how often you're posting. It just, it's never ending Luke. Jesus. Well, much more on this to come. We will keep you updated to all things that keep you safe and healthy, be it in your physical life or your online life. It's been a minute, missed you guys this past weekend, and we had a lot of actually good stuff that has gone down over the past few days. And I just wanna share just a couple things real quick. It was real hard. So my top three, my top three good, feel good stories that have happened between uh, last Tuesday and this Tuesday. So Bobby, did you make some money off of GameStop shares? I did not. <laughs> Yeah, well, most of us didn't because most of us weren't coming, uh, weren't on that, and and this little boy didn't didn't realize that he was about to become a thousandaire himself. But his mama bought him some GameStop uh, uh, shares a couple years ago because he just loved GameStop. Well, that little boy is three thousand dollars richer now. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. You know, there's there's good stuff like that all the way to Austin is using money uh, that they've reallocated from the police department to uh, buy up uh, housing for homeless people. Fantastic stuff there. But the article that I have to close with today is because you all because we opened with it, my Kansas City Chiefs soon to be victors of uh, Super Bowl uh, this weekend. Uh, they had a player last year on their team that is very special. His name is Laurent Duvernay Tardif. He is from Quebec. He is a graduate of McGill University, and he was a pre-med graduate. Now, unlike most of his classmates, he actually went on to uh, get a position with the Kansas City Chiefs and actually played in that Super Bowl, uh, played on that Super Bowl championship team last year. But when COVID started ravaging his hometown, he had to make a choice 
Do I go back to the sport and the team that I love, or do I stay here and support the community that I love? And he decided that he was going to take a year off to opt out from this year and stay in Montreal and work at an elder care facility uh, to help them through COVID. And his, uh, he, he, he cannot wait to get back uh, to playing the NFL when, it is, uh, when the world no longer needs his, his medical uh, training. But he said, division in a time of crisis is so detrimental. We've got to trust the science. We've got to stay together. That's how we're going to get through this. That's why we need sport too. When you're watching sport, you forget about politics. You forget about everything. You just focus on this thing that brings people together. We need more of that. And we've got to acknowledge that some people are making a tremendous amount of sacrifices to keep us all safe. You've been listening to Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. Politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, real and raw. Real and raw. Finally, a podcast with real talk and no bullshit. We hope you enjoyed the show, but if we pissed you off, that's okay too. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Bobby and Luke. On Instagram at Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. And on LinkedIn at unfiltered-with-bobby-and-luke. How many dashes do we need there, fellas? My God. Anyway, make sure to like, rate, and review. And of course, leave a comment. And check out the website at bobbyandluke.com. This is Unfiltered, signing off.